Hi, this is Joanne Shaw Taylor, and you're listening to the Classic Rock and Metal Podcast. Classic Rock and Metal. The next generation. New bands that sound a bit like older bands. What the hell is this? New bands that just love some of the older bands. And stuff. Oh, hell. It's just bands we think you'll dig. Okay? Hello, hello, you wonderful people, and welcome to the relaunch of our classic rock and metal podcast, Next Generation Show. Yes, there are just so many fantastic new bands who are influenced by the ones we all grew up listening to, that we needed to give them their own show so they can strut their stuff for you. The Next Generation shows will now come to you every week alongside the monthly classic rock and metal show proper, which of course features all new interviews with the bands we know and love from the 70s and 80s, and the classic rock and metal archive show, which features older interviews culled from the vaults of various radio and TV archives. Now, as our regular listeners know, the main classic rock and metal podcast show features bands from the 70s and 80s who fall into the category that we used to call heavy metal. Now, that was a fairly broad term back then, but now it encompasses a baffling array of subgenres, which is fine. Uh, but most of the bands we were listening to are now known as classic rock. So in the main show, I'll bring you exclusive new interviews and music from those artists who started out on their journey before 1990-ish. And thankfully, most of them are still around recording and playing live so there's lots to talk about. But I'd quickly realised, of course, that there were a lot of new artists following in the footsteps of these bands and bringing us vintage classic rock and metal, or at least tunes that you'd probably like if you're a fan of the older stuff. Now, those of you who go back a ways with us will recall that some time ago we started a new show called the Classic Rock and Metal Podcast Next Generation, where we highlighted some of these bands, and I've decided to relaunch this now, but in a slightly different format. There's uh, just so much new music out there, it's kind of hard to digest it all sometimes so we're going to make the next generation show a weekly affair but featuring just one artist each show so we'll have an exclusive new interview with them so they can introduce themselves and give you some background and basically tell you why you might like them and we'll play one or two tracks so you'll get a good flavor of what they're all about each of the shows should be about 15 minutes which is probably enough to swallow each week or you can let them build up on your itunes or wherever you subscribe and have a binge once a month and catch up on four or five in one go one of the great things um, about, uh, for example, the Friday Rock Show on Radio 1, which uh, the late, great Tommy Vance did, uh, was that you'd get exposed to new bands every week, all in one place. So it's really just following in their footsteps, if I can dare to do so. Uh, the great thing about podcasts, of course, is that you can listen to them whenever you want and catch up whenever you need to. So you don't need to be there when it's on. You can do it whenever you like. So I hope it works for you. I'm sure you'll let me know what you think and I'll give you ways to contact the show at the end. So in the meantime, in the immortal words of Rob Reiner from the classic spoof rock movie, this is Spinal Tap. Enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Joanne Shaw Taylor was born in Solihull in the West Midlands and at the tender age of 16 was spotted by Eurythmic Supremo Dave Stewart, who asked her to join his touring band DUP. She played solidly on the road with various outfits until releasing her debut album White Sugar in 2009 to high critical acclaim. Since then, she's released another four albums, culminating in last year's superb Dirty Truth record, which came out on her own label. She's almost never off the road, has spearheaded a new wave of British blues artists which have emerged in the last few years and is now regarded as one of the finest performers on the circuit today. I caught up with her at the inaugural Rambling Man Festival in Kent, where she was getting ready to play the blues stage. But before we hear the chat, have a listen to the opening track of that first album, White Sugar. This is Going Home. (laughs) 
Yeah. 
how did you get started as a musician and did you always set out to play the kind of music you're playing now? Um, no, not particularly. I started playing guitar when I was eight. My dad and my brother played um, and I started playing classical at school and uh, got quite good at it quite quickly and joined the Birmingham Youth Ensemble, which basically meant less time in school, so that was a winner. Um, and then got into, uh, just basically got tired of that and started playing electric. My brother was playing in a band at the time and doing quite well. So I um, just sort of fell into it really and then, you know, just through that discovered sort of dad's record collection, a lot of the classic rock guys, Paul Kossoff and, you know, the usual suspects and that was sort of the route into it for me really. So was it a, in terms of a general music listening to or was there any specific influences that, that stuck, stuck you down that route? Um, early days, a lot of the Texas blues stuff, that was really kind of what got me into it, a lot of Freddie King, Albert Collins, Steve Ray Vaughan, uh, usual kind of suspects really. Um, and then it just kind of expanded from there, really. There's been, I suppose, a relatively new wave of British blues, if you wanted to call it that. I mean, there's yourself and Ollie Brown, Virgil McMahon and Aaron Key, like who's here this week, mm. uh, this weekend. Do you think there's a reason why the last five years has been, uh, they've come to the front, or were they always there and they've just had more awareness? Uh, I think there's definitely more kids coming through now than when I first started 15 years ago. I don't know, I always think it's maybe the Steve Ray Vaughan effect every now and, you know, every couple of generations a guitar player comes along that sort of kicks open the doors a bit, Clapton in the 60s and then Stevie in the 80s, so I think maybe a lot of kids who sort of got into Stevie have sort of come to the forefront now, but it certainly seems to be more of a, more young rock blues guys coming through now than has been in previous years. Do you think you've helped pave the way a little bit for those, some of the even younger, even younger guys? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it's nice to be part of the scene, and um, through my years on it, I've, I've become friends with a lot of people on it, but um, no, I can't, I wouldn't imagine I've inspired too much. White Sugar was a, a great first record in, in every respect, but the dirty truth is, it seems amazingly accomplished. Do you think that's true? Do you feel that, or is it just me? Because it's, it's, it's been a relatively short time, yeah, between. it's only about four years between the first one and the fourth one. I, I mean, I'm really happy with it, you know. It, it's certainly, it's probably the easiest album to make, you know. I wrote it in sort of two days and recorded it in about five, so it's certainly a, a quick album to make. I'm, it's probably the album I'm happiest with right now. You know, you always want to do better, but I think it's the first time I've done an album that's probably the most eclectic and kind of gelled like it did. So, um, yeah, very happy with it. You've been reasonably proficient in terms of new music. Mm. Um, do you think that'll continue? Are you always writing stuff? I mean, you, well, you kind of just answered it if it was written that quickly. <laughs> no, I'm very much a fan of uh, never underestimate the power of panicking and sort of doing it at the last minute, which is part laziness probably as well on my part. I do, I always worry when I go into the studio because I don't write that much and we've done, what, 50 original songs now in four years, which is quite a lot for somebody who doesn't really consider themselves a songwriter. So I always worry that maybe the wells run dry. But um, uh, yeah, we're going back in to do one in January, so I'll probably start panicking about January 10th. Um, and hopefully something will, something will happen. Obviously these days new albums aren't financially as rewarding as perhaps they were in, in, in the old. How important is it to keep bringing out new stuff, do you think? I mean, if you've got them more scheduled, clearly it's on the, on the radar for you to keep doing that. Yeah, I think, um, speaking for myself in this genre, I think it's, uh, I mean, an album is essentially, I mean, our bread and butter is touring. So, I mean, an album essentially is as much effort as you put into it and, as fun as it is to make it, it does hugely contribute to, to being able to, you know, have a new product out to, to promote, to, you know, enable us to go out and tour for 200 dates of the year. So, you know, I think we always aim for about one album every 18 months. Um, and obviously I enjoy 
enjoy time off the road and, and the creative process of, of being in the studio but you know at the end of the day it does kind of support the machine you're about as far removed as a salty old blues player as as, as you could get <laughs> but what but what we hear <laughs> behind door b i'm right here <laughs> <laughs> that far away really jam jar glasses but what we hear is is completely in keeping with with that sort of classic blues rock how conscious are you of image of image um not very as you can probably tell um you know, I mean, I was never going to... Uh, I knew from an early age that I was never going to be a traditional blues artist, so as much as I would have loved to have been Sonny Terry. But, um, you know, being a 13-year-old girl from Solihull, it just was never on the cards. So, yeah, image conscious. Um, not hugely. I try and look as, as good as possible on stage, which for me is sometimes a challenge, and that's about the extent of it, basically. So, generally, there's been a lot packed in since the first album. Are you happy with the way it's going? Is there anything you do more of or less of? Um, no, I mean, this past year's been really good. I mean, I, you know, obviously set up my own label for this one uh, and everything's in-house and we've got a great crew and family touring with us now. So this is probably the happiest I've ever been on the road, which um, I've always loved touring, but this is the first time that we get off and it's... You know, I'm not looking forward to 10 days off to just sit there. And, you know, I basically wish I was back out on the road with everyone. So, um, you know, everything's going good. Very happy with how it's going and um, just uh, looking forward to doing more of it, really. We're going to play a track. Okay. So if we were trying to introduce, I guess, some of the old guard to what you're all about, which one should we be playing? Um, I'd probably just, I'd probably go with Mud Honey off the new album or the title track, Dirty Truth. And there is, is, mind you, that's a bit countryish. That might be a bit misleading. Mud honey, let's go with that. <laughs>
And there you have it, the wonderful Joanne Shaw-Taylor. Thanks to her for taking the time and to Peter at Noble PR for setting it up. If you want to catch Joanne on the road in the UK, you can probably won't have too far to go as she's playing every pub, club and theatre in the land from what I can see. But go to joanneshawtaylor.com for full details or there's links from the show notes on our homepage, of course. On the subject of us, you can, of course, always visit our wonderful website at classicrockpodcast.com where you'll find details of all the shows, all the bands we featured and all the albums we talked about. You can visit the Classic Rock and Metal Podcast Facebook page, which is linked from the main website, and join in the chat there. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter, which for us is at Rock Podcast, and also do follow us on Periscope as we've taken to streaming live video from wherever we might be, so you could catch us interviewing someone or even see a clip of a live show we're at. If you can't be bothered with any of that, you can, of course, go old school and email me at oliver at classicrockpodcast.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, be good. Be good.